You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, how's it going? As always, it is your boy, your host, Sosa Cremendez. I'm a fantasy analyst at PFF and your host here at the Locked On Rams podcast, your number one daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Rams and part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you guys so much for always making us your first daily listen here at Locked On Rams. On Location is the official hospitality partner of the NFL. It's the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket experience package. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl On Location. Now, you guys know what's going on here. The YouTube listeners, you guys can see it on video. For those that listen through podcast platforms, my friend, my man, Brad Motter, joining me once again. And before we get into it, Brad, we will discuss some quick finishing touches on the Rams-Jaguars game in Week 13. And I think, you know, none of us really learned all that much maybe about this team. It was kind of good to just see some of those changes schematic and personnel-wise. But in terms of who the Rams are and what we think of them, can't really learn much against the Jaguars. Let's just call it what it is. But this week, this week's a juicy one. It's really uh, the one that we all have kind of circled. This is the most important game left on the schedule. Let's call it what it is. And we're going to discuss what this means for the Rams moving forward. Is this game as important as it seems? And what's really on the line for the Rams in this game? But before we get there, my friend, Brad, I know you enjoy that game. I hit my first parlay finally, <laughs> finally last week and for the Rams-Jags. I know that one felt good for me. Uh, how did you enjoy that game? Hey, man, I stayed away from it on the betting line. I was like, I have been really bad there with the with the Rams. So just let them play football. And, of course, the time that I don't load it up, Cooper Cup goes nuts. The defense goes nuts. They blow them out, just as they should. And it felt good. Like, we talked about this a little off-air before we got here. It's just nice to see guys like Odell Beckham and Von Miller, who woke up 7-1, and one, you know, four weeks ago, finally got to add a notch on the win column while he's been on this team. So um, you're seeing those guys start to come together a little bit. That defense played sharp, you know, also versus the Jags. But we also learned that, hey, Sony Michelle was picked up for a reason, and let's get him the rock a little bit. Uh, we saw a couple sideline camera shots over to uh, Hendo, who looked pretty sad and lonely getting zero carries. And I saw a late tweet from Jordan Rodriguez that said, hey, he's active today. So then I reshook up my fantasy lineup, threw him in there, but it doesn't matter I've already traded the season away and I'm I traded for a first round draft pick for next year. So I'm thinking franchise mode. I'm like the opposite of Les Snead. I'm trading players away for first round draft picks in fantasy football. But it was good to see the Rams get a win. Much needed. The the you know national spotlight can say, ah, they beat another nobody. And we probably can say it here in Rams Nation and here on this podcast, but it's a needed win. It's you know, we talked about this last time. And when you're a shooter and you're not making buckets. You just got to see one go in and start to believe again that you can win a football game. So, hey, beat up on those Jags. Uh, find a way to get turnovers, which we've been, kind of been lacking in this you know, losing streak. Um, Stafford, a little tight early, but started launching the ball. I, th- I feel like he just needs like three or four passes over 50 yards like in the first half just to kind of loosen up that arm and hopefully no interceptions in there. But um, Sonny Michelle, like about – time we had somebody you mentioned it many a times it's not so much that he's this elusive look out where is he gonna go he's gonna run you over it's the cj anderson throwback of hey we had a uh troublesome running game with Gurley's injury and 
and, and when CJ came in and, and just kind of bowled people over. And that's the mindset you can tell Sonny Michelle has. And that's what we need right now because that type of stuff gets the offensive line fired up, who is a little banged up right now, uh, and it gets the team fired up. So that was huge for us. If we can continue that and continue to run the ball, hey, get – four tight ends, eight linemen, whatever you can get on that line, which it looked like the Rams were in 12, 13. I don't even know what's possible to do 14, 15. Just run goal line <laughs> from the 50. Let's do it. But um, let's get let's get that mixed up again and and prove that we have a run game. And I think that guy is Sonny Michel. I'd love to see Hendo as he continues to get healthy, maybe be a screen option guy, maybe be a you know change of pace. But I'm putting all my chips on Sonny Michel being the guy leading the carries uh, moving forward. And, hey, he proved it over 100-yard rusher. You mentioned it. We talked all these stats about Matt Stafford. Oh, he's never had a 100-yard rush. You know, only this many 100-yard. And here we couldn't give it to him until just now. So uh, it felt good to see that happen again versus the Jags. But, hey, let's build off that, see that, you know, made basket go in and start pumping off some wins because as we are going to transition here, and I hopefully didn't take up too much time to this next game coming up, which is, you know, a pretty big game on Monday Night Football, which we have struggled on the national spotlight. So our time to make some redemption here for the team uh, and the city of Los Angeles, who's hosting that Super Bowl that you could go to through that experience you talked about. Yeah, as you mentioned, I mean, it was good to see the Rams finally get back in the win column. It felt like a million years ago since Von Miller said that 7-1 and one statement. Oh, my God. It feels like it's been two seasons since then, to Crazy. be honest with you. But they're back. They're back now. Okay, they're back in the win column. They're 8-4. and four. That's not, you know, you know, out of arm's reach, let's call it, in terms of where they want to be. And that team right now is the Arizona Cardinals. That's who everyone in the NFC is chasing. They are the first seed. They're obviously the winners right now or the title holders of the NFC West crown. Uh, but there's a lot at stake here. And, yes, you mentioned it. It will be a Monday night football game. The Rams are traveling to Arizona this time around. But it feels like they're a lot less stable than they were, you know, a few months ago. That's just my opinion right now. Um this past game, they looked solid. I mean, they still look really good, uh, but they just didn't really feel like that same team. And we know, you know, they're still nursing injuries. Kyler Murray, is he 100% back yet? Uh, is DeAndre Hopkins 100% back yet? They don't have J.J. Watt out there. Uh, you know, you look at Chase Edmonds, is he going to be back for this game or not? This is a huge game. I mean, it's the biggest game remaining on the Rams schedule left. If they lose this game, we can pretty much chalk them in as fifth or worst seed. There's no way they're going to really win the division if they lose yeah. this one. They have to win this one. They really do. So, Brad, when you look at this game, uh, what are you kind of expecting? Not necessarily from you know the outcome, but what are you looking at in terms of what this means for the Rams and really what's on the line? Yeah, there's there's a lot on the line, and then there's not a lot on the line in a weird way, right? Because hey, if we win this game, we're one game behind them. They do hold this tiebreaker through divisional record, most likely, unless they kind of uh, stumble against the Seahawks. I think that's their last division opponent. It's us and the Seahawks last game of the season. So we would need the Seahawks, I'm assuming, through the tiebreaker to kind of help us out with their uh, conference schedule, or if they just drop a couple. They've got uh, Detroit after us, not really seeing it, even though Jared Goff Jared, is all... Please spiced up and ready to go um they got the colts that's a tough game colts yeah. are you know weirdly right around that 500 mark but they are a good football team especially down on the run and then dallas at dallas who you know that division is going to be up in the air and they're going to need every win so we're going to need some help uh along the way a win's going to help that not only in our own just confidence of hey we can beat this team but also still having a chance for that divisional crown it is very unlikely at this point and if we lose the game you know, what all really happens? We stick in fifth. We're still kind of living our own, um, you know, 
figuring out our own pathway is still in our own hands. So, you know, a loss, although again, on national TV and everyone's going to say the Rams are pretenders and blah, 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 all that noise. Uh, as far as the whole outcome of where they're positioning in playoff seed, not much really changes. So uh, I think the Rams should think about this as playing with free money, right? Go in. We've played really well, uh, one versus Arizona in the past, you know, four or five years, especially since McVay has been here, but on the road, we, we've won in their building a lot of times. Different team, I get it, uh, but you mentioned that team's a little banged up. They finally got D-Hop back, and you know he got into the end zone pretty quick, and Kyler Murray scored two touchdowns on the ground. But again, the Bears' defense was you know pretty lackluster that day. So I'm expecting a good game here, but at the same time, I'm really coming into this with a, a peace of mind of like, hey, if we win, it's all the better. If we lose, pack up and start you know getting ready for the next week because it really doesn't shake us off of you know our end goal here and getting into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, like you mentioned – there's a lot at stake here, but at the same time, it feels like there's really not a lot at yeah. stake here. I mean, you either win and you got a shot to ultimately win that division and really go get a first or second seed, whatever the case is. Might be hard to get that first seed with the Packers, you know, that win as well for the Packers, I should say. Uh, but at the same time, if you lose right now, the Rams, I think, uh, you know, according to all those nerds out there, the analytics guys, there's like a 55 to 65% chance that the Rams will be the fifth seed. So it's very likely. Hey, I'll uh, spin the wheel be, on those odds all the time. Hey, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it should be the expectation right now that they will be the fifth seed. And anything yeah. better is kind of like that cherry on top. And yep. anything worse, then it's like, all right, well, there's some serious problems with this team. So that's sort of where we're at right now. I'm still kind of holding out hope that they can get it together and get hot in this late stretch here. We saw the Bucs do it last year. I always mention that team. They're not the Bucs, but. They could do a similar thing. We're going to discuss really how they can go into this game, how the offense matches up against the Cardinals defense, how the defense matches up against the Cardinals offense. And of course, those guys did struggle in the first week. But before we get there, make sure to go follow us on Twitter at QB's MEP at Lockdown Rams at LA underscore Rambling Bear and on YouTube at Lockdown Rams. Brad mentioned it. I mentioned it to open up the episode. Super Bowl 56 is less than 100 days away. And on location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL is the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. You can select your exact seats and choose from an elite experiences featuring an exclusive pregame celebration with NFL legends. I heard there might be an NFL legend that did play for the LA Rams there. I'm hey. not going to say who. Just going to kind of tease it a little bit. Can't say for sure. Uh, we'll see ultimately how it goes there. Five-star LA hotels. I've been to LA before. It's beautiful. No, I'm not from there. I'm from Canada. So trust <laughs> me when I tell you, it is gorgeous. And food by the great Wolfgang Puck. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. That's onlocationexp.com slash SB56 or search Super Bowl on location. And Brad, I mentioned the parlay finally hit. If you guys want to get in on some of that action, maybe bet on the Rams this week. They're an underdog. As I've seen, you know, this is early in the week. They were plus three, which means they're not favored and they're actually an underdog. Uh, if you guys want to get in on that, go check out betonline.ag. They have you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues its march towards the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all your sports action this season. So go ahead to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you have to do, just use the promo code locked on to receive your welcome bonus from basketball, to football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Make sure to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season right now. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. 
Now, thank you guys so much for always making us your first daily listen here at Locked On Rams. We can pick up now with where we left off, and that is transitioning into this game. It feels like a Super Bowl to me. I don't know what it is about <laughs> this game. I took that first loss personal. I don't know why. I just don't like seeing that little brother kind of mentality from the Cardinals right now where they feel like every game, you know, they're winning big and they got their chest kind of puffed out and everyone feels good about it. And they should. I mean, they're an incredible football team, but I'm just not ready to buy in and I refuse to buy in. I just cannot do it. So when you look at this matchup and of course, the Rams lost the first game between these two teams, 37 to 20. That was in L.A., unfortunately, for the Rams. The Cardinals had a good game, right? You look at the Rams offense. They should have had a much better game than they did. I still recall some of those passes where they're throwing, you know, inaccurate balls to the left, to the right, to Cooper Cup, this guy. And they should have had a much more productive contest. That was still very early in the season. So maybe we could chalk up a lot of that Matthew Stafford uh, stuff to, you know, just a lack of chemistry. But ultimately, this guy still had 280 yards, two touchdowns, an interception. Daryl Anderson, 90 yards rushing on only 14 carries. That's a really good day for him. Van Jefferson, 90 yards, one touchdown, six receptions. Cooper Cup, they actually did a good job at limiting this guy, 64 yards on five receptions. But as I mentioned, there was at least two plays there. And I remember vividly, one was to Cup, one was to Habe. That probably should have been touchdowns that were overthrows, underthrows, yep. whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Brad, when you look at the offense right now, you look at the Cardinals defense, they're a pretty good unit. But I mentioned, they don't have J.J. Watt right now. How do you feel about this game? What do you kind of have circled? What do you want to see even going from last week into this one? Yeah, it, some of this stuff is like silly elementary stuff, right? Converting in the red zone. Yeah, Can't be sure. kicking field goals. Matt Gay's been awesome for us, but we need him kicking extra points and not kicking field goals, especially against an offense like this that can score, you know, I mean, what, they dropped 35 plus on us last time. Uh, we got to be able to keep pace. And we thought kind of going into that game that this was going to be kind of a back and forth shootout. And it, it was on one side and we couldn't really hold up our end of the bargain. And that did come down to uh, miscues and just kind of the details, which have kind of been the struggle for the Rams in that three game skid. So hopefully with kind of that get right game with, with the Jags to be able to kind of find some execution that they can build upon that and find ways to finish things in the red zone, win the turnover battle. If we can try to, control some clock with the ground game now that you know sony michelle seems to have uh, a pretty good footing there and and knowing that we could run almost 90 something yards with them uh with henderson last game i think that should be something that we continue to try to push and make a part of this offense keep them guessing sean mcveigh we finally saw some play calling last week that kind of was the flashback of sean mcveigh right pound the rock pound the rock pound the rock come back with find Cooper Cup over the middle who seems wide open at times and let him do his thing. So uh, we're going to need to execute. You talked about it last three weeks. That really hasn't been the case. So execution, scoring in the red zone, winning the turnover battle. It's like the no-brainer type of stuff. But when you're playing an elite team like this in the division that has that, you know, maybe they don't have the little brother mentality, but we're also looking at them like the little brother. And I was the little brother. When I won against my big brother, you damn <laughs> sure I was letting them know about it. I was and I'm too. sure we're going to hear it in the comments below here on YouTube, because last time we had a lot of talk in there before this game, because we were sitting here saying, yeah, they ain't ready for it yet. They're not there. They haven't made that leap into, you know, a contender. And now we have to look at them and go, okay, uh, you know, you get punched in the mouth and you give a little respect for, hey, little brother's growing up a little bit. And mm -hmm. Kyler Murray has really proved that. And then especially coming off those injuries, you're thinking, how are they going to be? But you saw them play the Bears. They didn't, you know, they weren't limping around. They weren't looking slower than usual. Um, that's a dangerous offense that, of course, gets healthy right when we go play them. They get one little dust off game with the Bears and then boom on Monday night. So, Again, just talking about Monday night and thinking about the Rams, this is a big opportunity not only 
to win a ball game and stay in this division, but also to kind of prove to themselves, hey, the nation is watching again. We've been really disappointing. All the Matt Stafford versus winning record type of stuff. Like, it's time to get a big chip off our shoulder and kind of say, hey, 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 we still are one of the big dogs in the NFC West. Don't forget about us. You mentioned eight and four. There's a lot of teams around the league right now that would love to be eight and four and not sitting around this line of, are we going to make it? Aren't we not? So big game for the Rams, man. And that, and that also comes from a mentality standpoint of also saying, Hey, you guys are the guys that are coming up, but we still can throw some punches executing. <laughs> we got to score touchdowns against this football team. No doubt about that. I, I mean, like you mentioned, there's going to be no you know special formula for this game that we haven't seen before. I mean, if you win the turnover battle, if you score some points, and if you play solid defense, if you control some of that time of possession, you're probably going to win the game. Like There's no secrets in the NFL anymore. We all know how you want to win football games. I mean, there's a million ways to do it. But right now, with how the Rams are built, that's what's fun about it to me. It's like we don't know how they're going to go about it. I, I wouldn't be shocked. You know, they go out in this game and they run empty – 75% of the time again, and they go 11%, 93% of the time again, and they win a 38 to you know 35 shootout. Or if they do what they did last week and go goal line again on the 50 yard line <laughs> and win this game 17 14 or something like that's what's fun about the offense now is a lot of people, and I think they get it misconstrued here in the sense that they start to think what we saw last week is the new offense going forward. They need to do it every week. That's not the case. Nobody wants to run an archaic offense like that. That's not what nobody wants to do, right? But what they want to do is make defensive coordinators have to prepare for a lot of stuff. And so now you only get, you know, a certain amount of hours that you can practice. Like there's only a certain amount of plays that you can install and practice. And now when you start to see, okay, they ran, you know, 16 plays with six offensive linemen, they ran 12 personnel, they ran 13 personnel. You start to have to adjust and prepare for everything. And now the Rams can, you know, tweak little things here and there, run some of this, run some of that. I see you want to say something. Yeah, so you're, you're telling me you're ready for a Matt Stafford two for three, 20 yards type of ball game <laughs> and, and all the Bill Belichick and just run the, ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. And you're right. I think of the problem with us watching this in the fan base and you said, hey, you can't expect that every week. But I think at, at times, you know, we talked about this and you had a great question last week. And I think that I can't remember who said it, but they said, man, last year I had the same question of like, do the Rams have an identity? And it's not so much that we and, and some of the fans can't be okay with, you know, changing from week to week is at times McVay doesn't even seem to know what he truly wants to do within the ball game, right? Sometimes yeah. you're like, okay, he's starting shotgun a lot. And then he goes under center at half and then that's not working. The adaptation of his offense within a game seems to struggle. And you can see on the play calling, they shoot over the sideline. He looks super frustrated and he looks a little confused and, and the players kind of give that energy. And that's when you start seeing those drop passes and things like that. So I think if they come out with a game plan, whether it's a similar to last week, completely different or mix of both. Um, I think we just kind of want to see that the offense seems to have a continuity and kind of a bought into this, you know, this whole week of practice to go out and execute. And that's really been the problem is I don't care if you do 11 personnel, 90% of the time you do 13 personnel or you, you copycat and do, you know, 52 handoffs. I really don't care, but at least commit to it and seem like you have this understanding of what you're trying to do instead of kind of having the first 10 calls, you know, scripted. And then everything else is just like, well, third and two let's throw a deep ball and then come back in the next third and two you're going to do a draw and it gets stuffed like there, there's no continuity to this offense right now and i think that's going to be a big key because hey getting over this hump is one thing but 
understanding finishing the season and then getting to the playoffs. Like, what's the point of getting to the playoffs? You're just going to get bounced in the first round. You got to come together now, figure out what you want to do. And if it changes from week to week, that's fine. But man, go out and deliver the game plan. Yeah, they need to find a way to just get some continuity, like you mentioned. Mix and match a little bit of everything in the personnel packages in your game plans. Going into this week, expect to run 12, 13 personnel, some of this, some of that, 11 personnel, empty, under center, play action. I think that's when you're at your best. Like, it's hard to kind of get a rhythm because you're always moving. You're subbing guys in and out, in and out. But at the same time, it puts that defense in the same predicament. And like you mentioned, you know, sometimes when they start to do all this kind of stuff, that's when you see some of the drops and some of these things. And that might be just because you don't have all week to rep that same play 25 times, right? You might only get one or two chances to do it. I'm not there, so I can't tell you how many times they would. But I'm just saying in general, you want to have a plan, go into it and try to not stray away or deviate too far away from that plan. But it's really all systems go at this point in time. That's what I like. I think the Cardinals are going to have a lot to prepare for on that defensive side of the ball. Now we're going to flip to the Rams defense and how are they going to play better in this game? Because last game they nearly gave up 40. They need to be way better, but they are a much different unit in my opinion, coming into this one. Make sure you guys keep tuning in tomorrow for the lockdown Rams podcast. We're going to have a great crossover episode myself, of course, and locked on cards, co-host Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, always super fun to dive into a, another episode with those guys. Hopefully this time we're on top and I can kind of rib back at them. Uh, but as of right now, they are the team that holds that kind of, Uh, advantage over the Rams. Now this holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, or it's even actually better than a candy bar because it tastes like a candy bar, but at the same time, it's not unhealthy. I mean, it's low in calories, low in sugar, low in net carbs, low in fat, and it's high in protein. So you get to taste and you get to not feel bad about eating it afterwards. It's the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. They got so many different flavors. You're honestly gonna have a hard time choosing. You can have raspberry, mint brownie, cherry, double chocolate, Cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie. I'm a coconut guy myself, but I know it's a controversial flavor. <laughs> Built Bar gives you that extra fuel you need to burst down those mall doors when you're shopping. In Canada, we got Boxing Day. I guess you guys already had your Black Friday, but you're going to have all that extra energy now to go do your holiday shopping so you don't have to do it one day before Christmas. Or if you're standing in endless shopping lines, Built Bar can give you that extra something you need to keep going. So throw one in your jacket, your purse, whatever the case is. You never know when you're going to need one. And if you don't really like protein bars, they got a different line. They're called Built Puffs, and they're marshmallowy. They're a lot different in terms of the flavor, the texture, and I really enjoy them. I mean, they sent me a little care package as well. So shout out Built Bar. Thank you guys for always keeping us locked in. If you guys want to get in on some of that, go to built.com and use the promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. And thank you guys so much for always making us your first daily listen here at Locked On Rams. For your second, go check out Locked On Bets. They're going to keep you guys updated on every good bet, parlay, line to take every single week across all the sports. They're your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on bets hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Now, Brad, we can flip to the other side here. And I kind of teased it. The defense, they didn't play too well. I mean, on the surface, you give up 37 points. You probably are going to lose that game. They didn't pressure Kyler Murray that much. Didn't sack him that much. I don't have the official numbers in front of me here. Uh, But anytime you get 37 points scored on, you're not doing well. And I'm recalling, you know, some of the plays where David Long gets beat over the top by A.J. Green, archaic A.J. Green. I mean, this guy doesn't do anything all year and then somehow beats the Rams for a 40-yard touchdown. And there's a bunch of other plays here and there that the Rams need to tighten up on. But now you look at this game, and you know I mentioned that this defense is different. I think they're a lot more comfortable. I think Raheem Morris is playing 
or is coaching a lot better. He's a lot more comfortable as well in his play calls. And I think the communication between those guys is better. The chemistry is better. And then they also have personnel changes. David Long won't be out there anymore. I think they found their best trio at cornerback. Vaughn Miller, new addition to this defense. I think they're playing really solid right now. Like, I don't have too many qualms about this defense. Now, I'm going to hand it over to you. You see Kyler Murray on that other sideline. Uh, you see some of these other players. How do you feel about these guys going into this game? Yeah, it's going to be an interesting week of tape and and getting ready because, again, this was Kyler and um, D-Hop's first game back in a couple mm -hmm. weeks. So as you're digging through tape, you're going a few weeks back to get the old stuff and looking at how they played against the Bears. I mean, Kyler Murray was 11 of 1,523 yards. He only had 15 pass attempts, uh, two passing touchdowns. He didn't need a bunch of attempts to get some stuff done. But um, if you look at their rushing attempts, they had 35 rushing attempts. We, you know, we joke about the New England Patriots, but you know, the Arizona Cardinals were only about 12 rushing attempts behind to kind of match that whole uh, system. So trying to figure out what are we expecting from them? Are they going to get more into their offense? Was this kind of the easing in? They also took a 14-point lead in the first quarter, so it kind of maybe changed the game plan within that game. So there's a lot of things for the Rams. As much as we said, Arizona has to kind of figure out what they're looking at with Rams tape and figure out what Rams are going to kind of come out. And it's kind of vice versa on our defense. The one thing that you did mention is, you know, our defense has been playing better is that, you know, we, we compared a lot of these, you know, defensive moves to some of the ones they've done in the past as they went out and got uh, Dante Fowler is the one that jumps out to me. And that defense clicked right away and Dante clicked right in and they were just off and running. This one's taken a little bit longer, right? Uh, Von Miller, you talked about the, the trio in, in the secondary and how they've rotated those guys and they're just trying to find that right mix, even that linebacker. And that's been a mess on and off. So I'm really looking at this as, you know, the Rams kind of finally getting that groove a little bit later than we probably wanted to. Uh, but a really big challenge. Kyler Murray, as we talked about him, 10 rushing attempts. Uh, 59 yards last week, two touchdowns on the ground. A couple of those were really easy walk-ins, you know, near the goal line. But uh, the Rams got to be mindful of that, and they got to be able to hold that edge. Um, you know, I love what our linebackers has been able to do in the past against him, but uh, all it takes is that one misread on on keeping contain, and and he's outside, and all of a sudden causing havoc. So his ankle looks healthy. Obviously, saw him running, and then James Conner, who is having kind of this like low key. In my eyes, as far as, you know, fantasy and all these other things like low key, like top 10 running back type of year, like he's just consistent. He's actually finally been healthy. He's getting in the end zone. He's a tough runner. Um, he can catch balls out of the backfield as well. So uh, as much as you want to pay attention to Kyler Murray, you got to you got to shut down that part of the run game, too, because uh, he had 20 attempts last week for 75 yards. Um, he's a decent back that you got to worry about. And then there's D hop. And, and I, we, we beg for this every week, right? When there's a big primetime matchup stick Jalen Ramsey on them and let him go to work. That hasn't always been the case. And so curious to see how they move him around. I understand the star position and the cliche-ness around that and getting him in positions to make plays. But at a certain time, third downs, fourth downs, big plays, he's got to match up against them. He's got to shut them down. Uh, the confidence level of DeAndre Hopkins and coming back that toe touch he had for that touchdown and then going on social media and basically telling everyone to sh be quiet because I still got this. That swag matches Jalen Ramsey and, and we deserve as the fans here begging for that matchup. And I really think, um, you know, Jalen can kind of keep him under wraps. It, it, you know, in fact, he had two catches, 32 yards last week, one being that touchdown. But I'm curious to see how that kind of escalates and how many more targets he's going to get this week. They're not throwing a lot. He's not going to get a lot of targets, but 
man, there's a lot to break down on that, but at least I like where our defense is at right now. Seems like they're kind of coming together. Aaron Donald playing some of his best football inspired football with Bod Miller on that other side. And uh, those guys are hitting it off. Seems, you know, great as far as work ethic and leadership. So man, this, it really just comes down to all this talk that me and you do line the football up, blow the whistle and let's go. And our defense seems like they're ready for that challenge. That's the exciting thing. The offense is the one that makes me a little bit more uneasy. I think we got to settle in on D and kind of give that offense a break and not have to play chasing points and see if we can keep this game in the low twenties and, and allow our offense to make some big plays and, and try to go get that win. I tend to agree. Honestly, I think I feel more comfortable with the defense right now, and it's going to be a tough matchup. Like you mentioned, Kyler Murray first game back. Looks like he hasn't really skipped a beat. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, that catch. Oh my goodness. He's just reminding us how special of a talent he yeah. is. Uh, but like you mentioned, it it's going to be a big game here. I, I really think they match up pretty well because the Rams are really good at stuffing the run. That's what they're going to do first and foremost. And I think they can get the Cardinals into some of those longer down and distances. The real big difference right now between this game and I think the first game is when you get them in third and seven, third and nine, third and 11, you have to get off the field. Last time they yep. played them, they struggled. They could not get off the field. You've seen even in that play where Kyler Murray scrambles to the left. I can't remember who missed the tackle. might have been Justin Hollins or someone like that. Third and 13, I think it was, and he scrambled for first down. You cannot have that. You need to get this guy, and not just that, but you need to get off the field. They do a good job at getting offenses in the third and long. They just need to do a little bit better at getting off the field. And like you mentioned, those are the times we want to see Jalen Ramsey following DeAndre Hopkins. He did it last year pretty much every single snap. Locked him up two games. Like, that was really impressive. He's not going to do it this year to where, you know, they're lining up across from each other 60 times. But if you're in the red zone, if you're on third and seven, third and 11, that's when you need him to cover this guy because that's when we all know it's going to be a passing down. There's going to be no surprises there. You need to go get that guy. And uh, ultimately, I think they match up well. There's going to be some other things that are kind of, you know, we'll find out later this week. Is Chase Edmonds going to play in this game? If he does, that's another running back to worry about. They added Zach Ertz. The Rams added Von Miller. There's some moving pieces. There's a lot of new additions here for both sides. Uh, Brad, when I look at the schedule breakdown series, we both had W's coming into this game. We both thought the Rams would sweep the Cardinals this season. Of course, they lost the first game, and we can kind of adjust here. I'm going to hand it off to you for your prediction, my friend. This is a tough one. Feels like, you know, if you grab a coin, you kind of flip it. Whatever happens, happens type of situation here. But uh, I'm going to share my prediction tomorrow. I want to hear yours here. Yeah, at this point, there's no reason taking money off the table. I'm all in on what I'm doing here with the Rams. And I, I do believe that this is the time, as we talked about, kind of coming over that mountain together and kind of coming together and off this, uh, you know, these two guys coming off of injury. And yes, they look great. So there's no excuse to say, oh, they're still banged up. But I think the Rams understand how important this game is. And my expectation is they don't care where they're playing. Oh, we're on the road on Monday night. It doesn't matter, I think, to this team in, in a sense like, we can play. I mean, look at what we did in Lambo. We shot ourselves in the foot so many times, and we're still in that ball game at the end. If we can clean those things up, going on the road is not a big deal in prime time. These guys have done that many times over the years, so I'm sticking with it. Um, I, I don't know if we ever did score predictions back then, but I probably would come down off that. I think this is a 28-25 ball game Rams. I think that's the best chance to win this game is to keep them under 30. The Rams have shown us they can get over 30, but the consistency to do that just isn't there. Um, the commitment to the run game really hasn't been there. Stafford's been hot and cold. So I think we need to keep this in the 20s. If we can keep them under 25 points, I think we got a chance to win this. So that's why I got 28, 25 
Rams win, Rams cover, take the money line. Don't listen to me. I'm not a betting expert. <laughs> Go listen to Lockdown Bets. He's probably going to say the opposite, but hey, I'm fading him if he does. All right. I like it. I mean, I'm going to share my prediction tomorrow. I still am torn. I really don't know which way I want to go with this one. It's tough. I have one expectation where I think the Cardinals are just a better performing football team right now, but then you see the other (laughs) side of it too. I think the Rams are playing maybe a little bit hotter right now. They feels like they're kind of more cohesive, especially coming off last week. Again, it is the Jaguars, but it also just feels like they're a little bit more healthy and they're just desperate. I mean, they need this way more than the Cardinals do. So We'll see. I mean, this is the game of the season. This is the one we all have circled. And I think this game will dictate what happens the rest of the year. If they win this game, we're all in. The Rams are back. They got a chance to be that first seed or that NFC West title holder. And if they lose this game, well, then every kind of game doesn't really matter that much. They're probably going to be the fifth seed. And we can sort of just take a deep breath. Not that the season's over. I mean, they still got to win games. They can still get to sixth or seventh seed. So uh, it's not done. But then it'll be a lot less fun because then it just feels like that that arms grab of that you know first seed or, or that NFC West crown, that'll be gone, unfortunately. So we'll see how this game goes. It's going to be a good one. Make sure to tune back in tomorrow for my prediction as well as the crossover episode with Locked On Cardinals co-host Bo Brock, Alex Clancy. It's going to be a fun one. I can't wait to get back on with these guys. Hopefully the Rams can give us something to enjoy. The game, Monday Night Football, a little bit weird. We're going to have to wait an extra day. Just a reminder, you guys can come connect with us on Twitter, at QBsMEP, at LA underscore Rambling Bear, and at Lockdown Rams, and on YouTube as well, at Lockdown Rams. Please subscribe or follow to get our latest episodes, content, breaking news, and a whole lot more.